Yo, this is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, hey, I'm Riz, and this is a podcast where we, a couple of private detectives, PIs, or gumshoes, talk about our current events, entertainment, and the things we do in our lives. On this episode, we're going to talk about Veronica Mars Season 1, New Year's Eve, RuPaul's Drag Race Season 15, and a bunch of other stuff. To get notified when a new episode is available, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on the Instagram. Alright, so this is our first episode of the new year and I know a bunch of you guys are wondering, oh my god, where is your top 10 films of 2022? It is coming up. We are just watching a couple last minute movies because we've been very busy for December, and uh, it will come. Just yeah, be in patient the nec- with us. In the next episode, uh, and I'm I'm really excited to kind of go through the movies, you know, on my little uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, PowerPoint. PowerPoint, <laughs> whatever that I always <laughs> make for myself. Excel spreadsheet. Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, the ele- uh, elimination thing. The bracket. The bra- My bracket. Yes. Yes. Which is always fun to do, uh, but we do have like a few more movies that we want to watch. I'm, you know what? I'm I'm kind of like eliminating a few that we didn't get around to. You know, Elvis has been out forever. I don't think we're ever gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with Blonde. Yeah. Uh, but we just saw the invitation is on HBO Max, so we're gonna watch that. And we have to we have to go see Avatar. Avatar. Before we do the list, because everyone's saying it's the movie of the year. And how can we do a top 10 list without, you know, at You're least right. giving that. And I'm sure the fact that everyone's saying that that's going to put, you know, too much of an expect- expectation when we go see it. And it'll probably be lower on our list the way, you know, things work out in my head. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm indifferent of of Avatar movie. Well, and when we... we get to watch it, well, I'll explain the reason why. Cool. Um, because... Uh, Were you spoiled? No, not really. I'm oh. not spoiled about anything in Avatar at all. I thought uh, Roberto said something yes- last night. And you're well, like, he, he kind of said a spoiler in Spanish. But that didn't affect it. Oh, okay. No. All right, cool, cool. So we uh, we actually went out for New Year's Eve for the first time ever in yes. our relationship. Yes, it was really weird. We usually spend it in the couch uh, trying to gobble down 12 grapes within the last minute (laughs) and uh my brother and his girlfriend gifted us for christmas a new year's eve uh dinner and a show type thing um usually we try to stay away with that because uh we had a really bad experience with uh an event called pizza fest and um Ever since that happened, it's been very traumatic for us. <laughs> we like try to do as much research as possible. Um, yeah. So um, it was, it was, you know, it, it was really nice. It reminded me uh, of going to the Elks for for New Year's Eve or yeah. like for a party. Just you know, a big room. They had they had dancers, which was you know, from what I could see, was very cool. Yeah, everyone had their phones out recording it for Instagram. It was in Hialeah Park, which is a very huge staple in the town of Hialeah. Hialeah is a city in Miami that is about 96% Cuban and about 99.99% Hispanic. Um, It's a much older crowd. 
Um, and the reason why it's connected with the Marielle embargo or boats coming here to Miami. And this is this, that was that generation. Yeah. Um, It was so interesting to kind of walk through the building and uh, in the stands and stuff like that. Like there was history there. And we, we like looked through because at the bottom they have like pictures of the stuff and there was like princesses and uh, Jackie Kennedy, Jackie Kennedy, like, had been there some presidents also and some horses that have trained and uh some horses that have won in the kentucky derby has trained uh at the hialeah racetrack yeah and it was very nice closed now though right i don't know much about it because that's a part of hialeah that i don't i really don't go yeah um but it was really nice it was very nostalgic you can tell there's like that south florida vintage essence you know with the hardwood floors it was really really nice the evening in itself was really nice in fact we saw the fireworks from the racetrack that was so awesome it was like you couldn't get any more hialeah or any more miami with that it was awesome um uh you know no no pizza gate issues my only my one and only let's talk about pizza gate so you guys could be in loop we've discussed pizza gate on this let's refresh their memories okay so so one time we went to this uh, festival. It was a pizza festival and it was like 30 to $40 to get in. And apparently it was like all you could eat pizza with a bunch of vendors and a bunch of drinks. And when we got there, the line was like really big. Like people were really serious. People dressed in pizza costumes were also. Yeah. It was like people were serious. And when we got into the it venue. Took, at first it took forever just to get to in. To get in. It was yeah. long. It The venue was or the line was disgustingly long. Yeah. And when we got in, we realized it was only four to five vendors. And mm-hmm. there's about what? Five hundred people. To a thousand people in an open space area, and they were complete. It, it was like the the Fire Island of 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 pizza. What was that that concert that was on those islands? Oh, that's uh, not Fire Island. You know what I mean, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Fire Island's something different. So that's PizzaGate, and we've been apprehensive about events like that because um, it could go either way. Uh, croqueta palooza was, was awesome chef's that was, kiss it was oh also like 30 bucks but it was all you could eat croquetas and, and unlimited know, like cro- croquetas drinks. uh you get filled up on that twice i mean fast you know yeah but you know but you had drinks and then you go back and have a few more that was really cool and when we say drinks we mean like soda and water and stuff like that we don't drink i mean there's alcohol but that's what i was thinking because they had them in the in the coolers in okay, the middle yeah. of the of the convention. I remember. And you yeah. could just walk by and pick it up. And pick it up, yeah. Um, and that was cool. So the event was awesome. What were you saying about your biggest if or but about oh, the experience? My only issue about it, you know, the food wasn't five star, I would give it three stars, but still, you know, it got the job done. There wasn't enough dessert. Yeah. There was and I was like, you know, expecting to like because they serve food, what, at 8.30 or 9? You know, to spend the next no, few hours just nine. munching on desserts, yeah. you know? Uh, until until the, uh, you know, the ball drops. Uh, but they, I think they, they over, 
they underestimated how many people like sweets. Yeah. Uh, and it's unfortunate, but you know, I had, I had dessert. I just would have liked to have continued having dessert. You know, what would have been really cool if they did like an ice cream station. Oh my God. That would be awesome. So with unlimited topping. Yeah. We're probably going to do the same thing next year, but at, like a better venue, um, it's you know. not bad. You know, it isn't. Everyone is dressed up nice and the experience. Again, we've always stayed home since our relationship and we were fine with it. As far as I can remember, yeah. Um, and I think that's something that we're probably going to do. Uh, we were looking or my sis, my brother and, and his girlfriend were looking at other venues that were on the more pricier side. But again, Pizzagate. And we're like, uh, I don't know about spending all this money and not being worth it. It's the first experience. And I really don't know anyone who's ever done that. Yeah, I think Eileen's done it. Uh, she has. <laughs> Sorry, so, I mean, we can we can trust her. I, I, I felt good about go, going into it because, you know, Eileen's a pro. Yeah. So we'll see uh, going forward what uh, we can we can do there. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Awesome. So, like, there's this show um, from t- 20 years ago called Veronica Mars that, you know, had it been... had Well, it never really caught on, but I always thought, because it, it started, you know, soon after Buffy ended, I always thought that mm-hmm. it could have been the next Buffy the Vampire Slayer type show it, it's it's that good it's that well written and the cast was so good and uh i wanted to rewatch it you know because there's a there you know it's a few years old but there's a new series you know season on net on hulu excuse me exclusively on hulu and but i wanted to catch up again and i figured you know new show for you and i to watch together yeah, and we really enjoy that dynamic of you showing me shows that I've never watched. I know of Veronica Mars when it came out, but I think at that time, I'm thinking back and I'm like, what was I watching in t- on TV during Veronica Mars? iCarly? No, America's Next Top Model. Of course. It was advertising as I was watching America's Next Top Model. Okay. You can. Uh, yeah, it was... Um, we always talk about our upbringing, how not only dynamic it is culturally, but also in TV viewing. It's like, what were we watching at the same time? Because there was, there's very few shows that we watched back then together on when it was on syndication. Or yeah, you know. I mean, not together. We didn't know each other. But, well, yeah, you know that we both watched first run. Exactly. Yeah, you know, separately. <laughs> Um, and Buffy was one of them. I did catch two seasons of Buffy, which was when she graduated and it was like peak Buffy. You know, my sister was uh, obsessed with it. And but I was never looking back, uh, never into like watching seasons, really didn't understand that concept. I think that was too I was too green in that part. Uh, but I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, I went through, I went through Buffy. I went through uh, her Angel. show, a- Angel, oh. and her show, The Good Place, the good place which was so made good. me fall in love with her um, and respect her as a great, great, great actress. And I had to, I had to show you The Good Place, but uh, because uh, we didn't watch the first season together, so I like showed it to you on on Netflix so we could continue, and it was just such a. It was almost like impo- appointment viewing, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Uh, they did. Oh, we're going like off. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but speaking of the good place, it stars 
the amazing Christian Bell, who, funny enough, played Veronica Mars. It was her breakout role. Uh, and, you know, the... Other standouts from the cast, of course, is en- Enrico Colantoni. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's, if, if that's how you pronounce it or not. He was uh, he played Elliot, the photographer. the photographer on Just Shoot Me, uh, which we're also getting through. And it's a little weird kind of watching one and then the other because, uh, you know, he hadn't changed much since Just Shoot Me to Veronica Mars. So... You know, you kind of have to, like, wrap your head about, oh, wait, he's playing this character here. Same thing with Wendy Malick in Just Shoot Me and in Hot in Cleveland, which is another show that we're watching also. It's uh, like... Will and Grace, Wendy Malick. You said Just Shoot Me. Oh, Just Shoot Me. Uh, what? Wait. Huh? Wendy Malick? Wait, uh, Just Shoot Me? Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. I thought... What are you talking about? I'm right. You said Wendy Malick. I heard Deborah Messing. What? <laughs> Wendy Malick and Deborah Messing does not sound together uh, the same. Right. And it, like that, she's gorgeous. She doesn't age. She's statuesque. I mean, she ages, but she ages so beautifully and gracefully. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love her. I love her. I remember the first thing I think I saw her in was, uh, oh, what's that guy's name? David Hasselhoff's ex-wife on Baywatch. She was oh. she was his his baby mama. Oh, so I she appeared in several episodes, and I remember and I remembered her from that when she did uh, just shoot me, mm-hmm. and then of course she's been in Hot in Cleveland, and she was the mother on American Housewife. We love Wendy Malick, but oh my the appreciation is another episode. Let's talk about <laughs> Veronica Mars season one. <laughs> so what did you? Uh, I don't know. Like but, it, when, my when it started out. Yeah, your bars expectations. Bars were always set low when it comes to me on television because I have, I guess, a ADD and I'm like, want to get through things fast. So binge watching or keeping up on a show is really hard for me. And I am and I guess I would say I'm very, very picky on yeah. that aspect. Um, but being with you, my love, I feel like it really has opened my taste in television and in movies and ex- especially in music. <laughs> um, but as the show goes on, it just got a little bit better and a little bit better. And this is at the same time we're watching X-Files. Yeah. We both, st- we, we started both those shows almost at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where I was even more interested in Veronica Mars than in the X-Files. And I'll have another reason on why this is reason why, but we're not going to do that right now. Um, I was really uh, talking about like characters. Uh, Veronica Mars' character was really good. I think she was great from the beginning. Um, And her friend, uh, what's her friend? I always forget it. Percy Daggs, the third. The third. Uh, Wallace. Wallace. I know. Yes. I, I'm always saying it starts with the W. I remember I, the actor's name. But I promote the character. <laughs> Great dynamic. <laughs> My least favorite character from the beginning, and it's still least, but I'm okay with it, is Logan Eccles. Really? Yeah. Logan? Yeah. A lot of people back then said Duncan. Because Duncan was the boyfriend sister brother the boyfriend brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Okay. we Let me just explain what Veronica Mars is about. Uh, it's about this girl who had a sheriff father who lost his job because he, okay, uh, there was a murder <laughs> played by the amazing Oscar nominated actress, Amanda, uh, Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried. She played Veronica Mars's best friend, Lily, who uh, actually is murdered b- before the season starts. Yeah. 
And her father lost his job as sheriff because he felt that her family, who was very rich and very influential, had something to do with it. Someone in her family. So he was actively investigating, investigating them. And since they owned the biggest business in town and had you know, employees all over the place, they had a lot of leverage and they got him voted out as sheriff. So she takes a job at her father's private eye agency and she's secretly continuing continuing to investigate her best friend's murder, uh, you know, un- unbeknownst to, you know, her father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's like a mystery per episode and it's very interesting. They get a, a lot of really good guest stars on yes. that show. Uh, so you, you mentioned how you felt going into it. How'd you feel... What did you feel? I mean, I think the first episode for me rewatching it, that is gold TV. That that was one of the best episodes. And for me... Which one? The pilot episode oh. that introduced everything. Yeah. Uh, and for me, it kind of went like downhill and then slowly, like you said, got better and better and better again. Uh, I'm sorry. So what did you think after that first episode? You know, the first episode has that cliche of like, you know, those episodes or those bit where it's like, well, you must be wondering why I got here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it did it so very well. And I feel like in the first three to uh, the first three to five episodes, I kind of felt like it was a great buildup of her repertoire coming back from that story that she's told and kind of earning trust and respect from other people. It even to be friends like with Wallace and the girl who is great at hacking Mac Mac oh, perfect name well that's her <laughs> nickname but um so it's like you know she's also like well Veronica like I heard some stuff and she's like you know I got you you got me yeah. and it's like it's it, it was great it was great intertwining stories and intertwining a uh, relationship which was really good uh there's something about this show Rob Thomas had it so planned out and he had uh, characters come in and out, you know, guest stars come in and out like it was nothing, like they're always there. And he like you don't see that a lot in TV. And I and I don't know, like how he hasn't. I think I looked him up recently and there wasn't anything else that he's done that kind of caught my eye uh, because he's such a good showrunner. Um, I mentioned uh, guest stars. Um, Max Greenfield from New Girl has a good recurring role. Uh, Allison Hannigan has shown up a couple times, which was awesome. Uh, And just random, like both of the older boys from uh, Zachary Ty Bryan and and the other one that everyone loved. He kind of knows how to give these characters a bit of like depth. Yeah, like everyone. Each, each one, even if they're only there for one there's episode. There's layers, yeah. There's layers, and it's like, okay, like he shows you this uh, we, Weevil. Yeah, Francis oh my Capra. God. Francis Capra's awesome. Like you see him, and it's like this typical biker Mexican. But it's like, hold up, there's like so much depth, and he explains it to you in a way of a story of a, of a good cadence when it's not his time or other characters either when it's not their time it's not their time and when it is he does it so very well i you know what looking back on it you know as i'm re-watching it i'm sitting there like wishing that they 
they did more with Weevil. You know what I mean? Like, that's a character that right now, I guess. And even no, even back then, I, I really liked the character. I would have rather seen more of him than we're seeing of your favorite character, Logan. Yeah. Who, unfortunately, has had that pop with the female art audience and they want to see that that actor like joshua jackson on dawson's creek and it was weird because he f- came off to me as such a supporting of a supporting role yeah. in the first three episodes and i guess it's rob thomas's writing how he creeps yeah. to the front so i'm not sure if that's influenced by female fans or he knew that that was going to happen no i think it was it was it was influenced by female fans but rob thomas took that and he you know started working the story around it okay so he like he's that's that's how good of a storyteller is so he was uh like over time he became more of a main character but it wasn't just like a snap of the finger you know uh, Katie Holmes is now second build on Dawson's Creek thing. Like nothing ever happened. You know what I mean? It's it's gradual, uh, which I I, I liked. Um, I the... hate the fact that oh. he made us believe that there was oh no spoilers. There was what? Yeah, that's a spoiler. Oh. <laughs> but that's like a major spoiler. Uh, and I was just about to mention that second to last episode where they pack so much in, uh, because, um, the, the other main, uh, the other main mystery of the season was the fact that Veronica had, had been raped, uh, and she was trying to find out who, who raped her because she blacked out. Um... And it's resolved in that second to last episode. And there's a scene that I remember, you know, I, I didn't know when it, when it was exactly coming, when she confronted the guy, you know, on his doorstep. And I remember back in the day, like, my jaw dropped watching it. And I was waiting for you to watch it. And and you, you basically had pretty much the same reaction that I originally had. You're like, oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Because you're like, holy crap crap that that and then i'm like both of them i'm sorry i'm I'm waiting for like the just kidding (laughs) i'm like no that was no that was an intense scene and both of both of those actors were amazing in it how many seasons does it have originally there were three on origin on upn and then it was brought back for the movie which i am an uncredited oh you know what i might be a credited producer I mean, I might be in the thank yous in the in the Veronica Mars uh, credits, uh, and then after that, uh, Hulu brought it back for an eight episode season, which I don't think there's going to be anything after it at this oh, point. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited how all the characters are are involved and how they evolve, and yeah. it's it's looking good with X Files. I'm also excited. I like that. You know, it is. <clears throat> do you, you do you like the monster of the week more like shows or the alien conspiracy uh, storyline? The alien conspiracy, because there's so much mystery to that. I don't like the monster of the week. Wow. Because I feel like it always ends the same where it's like and it makes me feel bad for the soft for the monsters, because 
not all of them were bad people. A lot, a lot of them were like misunderstood or not, you know, in a right mind frame frame and they either end up dead or disappear or mystery unsolved. And it's like, God, like girl, like <laughs> this is like the second or third time that this has happened to you. And like, you're not putting your shit together. <laughs> like, come on, get it together. Mulder and Scully. Well, like. well, one thing, um, that I kind of mentioned to you when we started watching, uh, and then I kind of adopted for myself as we're watching was to think about it as these are just X Men. These are are mutants who who Mulder and Scully are are Trying investigating. To... Yeah, and I I've been kind of watching it with that kind of. Uh... I like their dynamic. We're gonna yeah. talk about X uh, X Files later when when we're done because we're done with that season one too. Yeah, we we've watched the first episode oh. season, of season two. The same thing. We'll we'll Mars. we'll talk about that in another episode. And uh, continuing with the investigation and Detectives. the detective theme, Mystery. we saw the movie Glass Onion. Yes, it is a sequel to the Knives Out movie, and it does bring back Daniel Craig as the detective. Yeah, something something Blanc. Yeah, it, well, it's a sequel, <laughs> Blanc. but uh, it's more. In the tune of the Pino in the Agatha Christie movies. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, otherwise it's a completely different cast and it's a new mystery, completely different story. You're not going to get an update about, you know, the the family from the first movie or anything like that. It has nothing to do with it, uh, which I'm enjoying this new this renaissance of mystery movies so much. You don't like understand. I love the Agatha Christie movies that are coming out. Uh, I'm so excited for the new one. And I really, really enjoyed this Glass Onion movie. I really did. Um, such an amazing cast. And Janelle Monet is Janelle Monet was on fire. She was amazing. She, I think her and Daniel Craig were the ones that carried that movie completely through through the end and they, 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 they carried it well yeah they carried it but the supporting cast was as just well as was uh you know uh jennifer hudson dave bautista um the old hulk i forget always forget his name edward norton, edward norton. oh my gosh i got it uh we're all like over the top uh some of them were over the top kate hudson got a got a lover but that was the character yeah Oh my gosh, uh, Agatha, Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn is in it as well, and and uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, was amazing as well. Yeah, he was superb. Uh, so, it. Do you want to? Since I gave a kind of synopsis of Veronica Mars, do you want to give a, a spoiler-free synopsis of the Glass Onion? I'll try my best. <laughs> uh, so Edward Norton plays this really rich guy and he invites his uh, disruptors, which are like close friends of his, to just come for a yearly party. And these disruptors know that, you know, they get invited and Edward Norton is or his character is notoriously famous also for throwing these lavish once a year party. And uh, it was ironic because his party was to solve the mystery of his death. And uh, accidentally, for some reason, um, 
Detective Blanc gets invited and you find out that later he wasn't supposed to or he never sent the invitation. Yeah. So there's like a mystery within a mystery of it. So as the movie goes on, you know, you start learning who these people are, what these disruptors do. And they're very dynamic and they basically are these... Your stereotypical people across the world that represents your everyday American. So Kate Hudson plays this MAGA white privilege lady. Dave P- Bautista plays like this gun wielding tote guy. Uh, uh, Twitch or he? Yeah, he was like doing video. A oh video yeah, who's channel. a Twitch guy, a gamer. Yeah. Um, uh, Leslie Odom is this scientist, and they all have like these low key roles to play throughout the world. And the movie explains that. So you realize or you come to think that there is a death uh, without spoiling uh, it. And Blanc, well, since he's there, has yeah, to solve it. Interesting, interesting. How that worked out. <laughs> so it did you did you like the twist? Was it as expected as the first one? You know what? I, what was the twist in the first one? Oh, wait, let's not go there. <laughs> I'll tell you after. Okay. Uh, I I don't know. Like, I've seen it. I, I've, of course, seen it done before because I've seen a million mystery, blah, 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 blah. And I knew that they were taking uh, a cue from, uh, obviously, Agatha Christie, my favorite Agatha Christie book. And then there were none. There are so many similarities. So I kind of knew knew something about that book. That would lead to the big twist. Uh, so I I, I kind of saw it coming, but it didn't matter. You know, it didn't matter that I, I knew that something was off there because I was so entertained by the performances, by, you know, the, the jokes that were going on because it, it's low key comedy. You know what I mean? Uh, I was just it was just an entertaining movie. Um, it was a great a cast. Lo- a lot of times, if, if you predict the end, it kind of like Fs it up for you, but it didn't for me. But both, uh, you can tell with both movies, they have uh, different dynamics in, in each of their mysteries. Um, it Will it make it in our top 10? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Stick around. So <laughs> uh, we just finished actually watching the first episode of season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race. First two episodes. Or the first two episodes, you're right. It was a two-hour whatever. And we met some really great queens and some that are like, what the fuck are they doing there? But for you, Riz, uh, something really stuck out to you, and it was something that, you know, I think neither of us would have ever happened. You want to talk about that? So, you know, a lot of, you know, gay guys have their divas, right? And you Celine know, Dion, Whitney Celine Houston, Dion, yeah, uh, uh, Diana Britney Ross, Spears, Britney Madonna. Spears, Madonna, and Riz is nowhere near that. You know, all those divas are are featured, you know, weekly on blah 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 on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on blah blah blah. Uh, so to my surprise, uh, you know, it was a talent show episode, and each each of the new queens got to do a talent. One of them did a lip sync to Zombie by the Cranberries. Sasha Kobe. Yeah, uh, which was very cool. Sasha, Sasha Colby is the lone uh, trans um, 
contestant, contestant in the, this season. Yeah. Usually there's more than one, uh, but I'm sure. So far, as we know. Yeah, it, it seems to work out that way. But like how, you know, that's no, I wouldn't expect one of my divas. One on of your Drag divas. Race. And the, the one, you know, number one. That was really cool. Uh, you know, the performance did was I. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what did you think and uh, her performance to that song? I it was it was okay like it, it didn't blow me away I was just happy to hear the song and you know I'll be rooting for her because she has good taste in music let's be honest <laughs> aside from her any other queens that stick out uh I'm rooting for my two big girls well, the first one is Mistress I don't know the rest of her name because I just watched the first two episodes and this is on you to me who is from Miami. 305. Yes. The, the Puerto Rican did really well. And which one's the Puerto Rican? The short one. Oh, Jax. The one that did the, the, the jumping jump jacks. roping with her. Jumping with her, jump ropes. Sorry. Jump, jump, blah, blah, blah. The jump ropes with her own hair. Yeah, I've done that before. And Selena Estites. Who is from... <laughs> I didn't even get that. Oh, my God. No. Who is my top... You know, because she is embodies what a chola is, and cholas are these amazing women in the Hispanic and Mexican community that I grew up as well, growing up here in in South Florida. These are one of the truest and most authentic type of women and people that you can ever encounter. Cholas are real, 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 real good people, and. I almost got emotional seeing it because you would not ever think of seeing like chola culture like that on on RuPaul's Drag Race and for her to bring it to life and has so much good taste to it. Yeah, uh, it was so good. And I'm really, really, really rooting for her. Yeah, for me, um, you know, I've said in the past that I'm more I'm like more of the uh the the funny queens comedy camp queens so i wasn't expecting like i knew that whatever jan or marsha 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 i knew what her shtick was i wasn't expecting to like her shtick and it it's one of the standouts for me mm-hmm. uh the same with uh our miami contestant and uh mistress the the titties that's the stds <laughs> i did not get that before and I like the big girls as well. You know, they never win. Has there been a big girl win? So I'm always rooting for, for Aura them. Aura was the karate one. That one was good. She won. Yeah. She did very well. Yeah. That was the the best, in my opinion. And yeah. and in the top three, usually I don't agree with them, but I agreed 100% with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing about this season is they have three contestants that... Don't have a lot of or possibly any experience on the stage as drag queens. Their popularity came from whatever this newfangled thing is called TikTok. Yeah. What is TikTok? 
TikTok is a social media sensation that is taking all over the world and is run by a Chinese company. <laughs> collecting <laughs> all of your collecting information. All your data <laughs> and making fun of you guys behind <laughs> of what you guys see. But TikTok is like freaking like Vine. I mean, I don't think I need to explain what TikTok is. It's if, like a video sharing, like a like it has to be within a, a couple like 15 seconds or 30 seconds. Well, they extended it, I think, to one or two minutes. Oh, wow. So they got sugar and spice, which I'm sure you guys know who they are um i think i've seen them throughout social media they have completely zero in my opinion and how they uh express themselves uh drag experience what it is of a drag queen yeah uh both from what we've seen on the show and what we've seen in our communities um and the other one is i think the, it's amethyst from Comet from connecticut connecticut yeah another you know tiktok, TikTok queen queen um and you know i was telling you they're unimpressive i'm I w- sorry i was telling you that it's really smart to include these people on the show for Which I for, understand. for new for new fans you know this is a franchise that that will you know go on beyond rupaul you know what i mean uh it's very similar to like warner brothers while you know the Michael Keaton movies were on were in the theaters, you know, giving the permission to do a cartoon, Batman the Animated Series. Mm. You know what I mean? Because that introduced a whole generation to to those characters or Batman's uh, what do you call it? His Rogue Gallery. Rogue Gallery. You know, that was the you know, and then today I'm a lifetime fan. I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember being introduced to that character, the Riddler, and all and. All that other stuff. And that's something that I... It's very... uh, That's very thought ahead to do. And, you know, using TikTok people. Okay. I'm like, we're (laughs) playing drag with Batman and Michael Keaton. Wow. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) So 16 new queens are gracing the stage this season. And we are excited. It looks like it's going to be a fun season. Uh, Lux is a little spicy. Uh, when I saw the uh, introducing video or the introduction video, uh, she was like my top one. But the way she speaks and the way she talks, you know, I feel like she probably bumped a couple pegs off my list. Yeah, there's a bit of arrogance mm-hmm. there, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And you know what? It's it's part, again, dra- being in drag or, you know, being in that role you're playing a character and you know some the arrogant shtick comedy does do well so you kind of understand like drama where where it comes from i don't prefer it i'm a comedy queen <laughs> me too well i'm a comedy and a fashion queen yeah i love i love a good gown so what do we have coming up in so what do we have coming up in the next week or so um, oh, we're, we are going to Orlando. That's right. Next week, finally, to meet uh, one of our most famous guest stars, Kyle from Oklahoma. Yes. In person for the first time. Yes, yes. Kyle is uh, our recurring guest here, and he is a close friend of mine. We've been video playing video games for about 12 to 13 years. And it's going to be very surreal that we're going to to meet. He's going to come down with his sister, and they're going to go to the parks in Orlando. 
And I said, you know, it's only a three-hour drive. Yeah. You know, I think it's time, and soon uh, we'll meet and we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, and I'm sure there'll be a ton of pictures on Instagram for you guys to check out uh, the. Uh, I wouldn't call it reunion. What, what would you call it? A f- I don't know. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know. (laughs) So we are uh, thrilled that you guys spent this episode with us. That's all we have for this episode. Thanks for listening and pressing play. We love to share our stories with you all. Check us out on Instagram for pics and videos of our daily lives and let us know what you want to hear. Again, this is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, hey, I'm Riz. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.